0: Hello everyone and welcome to another Autism Stories adventure. I'm your host Doug Bletcher, the founder of Autism Personal Coach. Autistic people are the true experts of the autistic experience and Autism Stories is where we interview autistic people to learn from their stories, experiences, and get their advice. If you'd like to be notified about each week's episode of Autism Stories, we suggest you subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform. We would also appreciate it if you could give us a positive rating and review as it will help others to learn about Autism Stories. There's a common phrase that when you've met one autistic person, you've met one autistic person. I think one of the reasons for that is there are so many autistic people that have many other intersectional identities that affect their autistic identity as well. And when we can learn about all the parts of ourselves, we are usually much better for it. In this episode of Autism Stories, I talk with autistic selves about the identities of being autistic as well as having dissociative identity disorder. We hope you enjoy today's conversation. Autistic selves, thanks so much for joining us today. wanted to start out by learning where does your story in the autistic community begin?
1: Well, it actually begins at birth because I would have been born autistic, but I didn't realize I was autistic until I was an adult. So I didn't realize until... I had my children and they were diagnosed with autism um, that was about seven years ago i started to learn about autism to try and help them and then along the way i sort of realized that i was autistic too and then i was diagnosed with autism three years ago
0: now i learned about you through your instagram account autistic selves in which you talk about being autistic and having dissociative identity disorder. Why was it so important for you to share this on your Instagram account?
1: Um, I think for me, like my Instagram account, it's a way for me to learn about myself. It's a space to explore what autism and DID is like for me. Um, And it's a place where I can learn more about the other people inside me, because I know I have alters. And I also know that I don't always remember exactly who they are. So it's sort of a way where we can all get to know each other. Um, And also, I want to increase acceptance and awareness of both autism and DID. I think with autism, most people have now heard of autism. So it's more about accepting. But with DID, certainly here in the UK, it's like not something that people have really heard of. And the other thing I'm sort of hoping is that there'll be other people out there who will understand what I'm experiencing and that someone else will say, yes, that resonates with me. And I have had a few people that have said that to me so far. And that sort of makes me feel quite good. I meet like a lot of other autistic people here in the UK, but I've not really met anyone with DID. And I've not really met many people with both autism and DID. So it can feel a bit lonely for me. And like I sort of I know that like everyone is unique, but it would be nice to have other people who can I like identify with what I experienced too. And I sort of, um, as well as doing Instagram, I've sort of moved on to Twitter, and I've just started a YouTube channel as well. Like literally, like yesterday, I launched my first video, so that's also really exciting.
0: Now I've met a few uh, autistics that have DID. And with these folks, they've talked about their systems. For those that may not be familiar with systems and DID, can you explain what they are?
1: Well, for me, I feel that I'm not just one person, but there are lots of us all sharing the one body. So I call us a system, or it's like a collection of altars. So I've got 21 altars plus myself. We're all different ages, and we all have different jobs or roles, things that we do, things that we're best at. So, for example, I've got alters that are more responsible, so they look after my children. And then I've got Rachel. She goes running, so that's her job, which is basically just to keep the body fit and healthy. And we all work together to cope with life, which is why I call it a system, because a system implies order.
0: And how do you... Make sure that um, the system is... Well, you talked about jobs and roles, how they, they're they going to support one another.
1: Yeah, so I have like older alters that will look after the younger alters. And they'll speak to each other. So when the baby part will cry, the older part will comfort her. Tell her that it's okay. Um, and to be supportive, we also try to have committee meetings that I chair, so that I can be aware of what everyone inside me is thinking, because I will literally forget like who my authors are, and that they have an opinion, and then I'll do a meeting, and then I'll hear from them, so then I'll know everyone has a voice, um, because otherwise what happens is you just have the quiet ones get pushed to the back, and the confident ones will push themselves forward, but if we have a meeting, then all of us get a voice, and everyone gets heard, because I've learned that, All of us are important and everyone has a role, so we have to be kind to each other and support it.
0: I've heard people talk about, you know, altars to potentially, different altars to potentially front at any particular time. Um, Can you explain what fronting is for those that may not be aware?
1: For me, fronting is when one altar comes to the front and will be the one to interact with the world. And it's the one that will talk to other people. So right now, I'm the one that's fronting. Although I'm not actually one of the alters. I'm like the main original person. But
0: I, I saw on one of your Instagram posts where you were talking um, about um, sometimes your alters will front in groups, which I wasn't uh, aware about that, that, um, that alters did front in groups. So can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, so we do um, often come out in pairs or in groups, especially if we're doing something that is difficult and we need support with. And it be more, might be more of a conscious decision that we'll pick who is going to be there to help. Um, normally, if it's something that none of us feel all that confident with, and then we could choose a few autists to help with that. Um, but before we had DID, we wouldn't have known, I mean, before we were diagnosed with DID, we wouldn't have known that we were doing that. And so when I was a child, we probably would have just been coming out in groups sort of without necessarily realizing it. Because a lot of the alters do work as teams and support each other.
0: Now, for some folks with DID that I've known, they have alters that they'll refer to as littles. Can you talk about what littles are? And do you have any littles in your system?
1: Well, littles are child parts, and we have a lot of littles. The youngest one is just a few months old and she can't talk. She's called Tiny and she can only cry or coo and each little holds on to something important. So we have Ariella, she does our art. That's a more positive job to have. And then we also have littles that hold on to trauma and things that upset us. And they, they sort of need to talk to our therapist to try and heal.
0: Uh, I'm wondering, are there certain parts or alters that front when you have to have uh, verbal communication, especially with someone maybe like me who's a new person or some or others that you're talking to for the first time?
1: Yeah, so you're sort of um, talking sometimes to Fiona and, and then sometimes to Naomi. You're like talking to two different people we're like switching between. Um, there's definitely like a group of us that are able to interact with the world and we're normally the older ones um, we don't normally let our littles come out to talk to other people so they generally they do come out when we're at home and they come out with our therapist but we just like to keep them safe
0: lots of autistic folks don't like their autistic identity being referred to as a disorder do you feel a similar way about DID in it being called a disorder or are you comfortable with that?
1: Yeah, I don't really like the word disorder for either being autistic or for being DID. I don't really think of my DID as a disorder. It's sort of my way of creating order. It's my way of clearly defining all the different aspects of myself or selves, although when it was developed I wouldn't have known that's what I was doing. But now I sort of, I like having selves and I can utilize the most appropriate altar for whatever situation I find myself in. So if one altar can't cope with something, there's usually someone else who can step forward. So it's actually order, it's not disorder
0: you You were talking earlier about um, Rachel, who um, is a runner. So m- me being a runner myself, i'm I'm definitely cu- curious uh, about Rachel. How often does Rachel run and how long does she go running for?
1: So rachel's um, she's eleven, okay. and she goes running every day. and we'll sort of we'll all go running with her, obviously, because all the one body. And she'll just run really, really fast because she's a child. <laughs> right. And it's quite interesting because we can go walking like as Fiona or someone like that and we'll be more tired from walking than we would have been from running because <laughs> when an adult has control of the body, we're not as fit. But yeah, she's she's great. We we really we really appreciate having Rachel.
0: I wish I could run when like like I did when I was younger, but those days I don't think we'll ever return. <laughs> 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 uh, so, so we just finished up uh, Autism Acceptance Month, which has definitely made me think about aut- made me think of, of, about a lot of things, but it's one of the things that's made me think about are autistic people who have DID. So how can people, in, in your opinion, in terms of acceptance, be more of accepting of autistics who have DID?
1: I sort of think that with DID, we, in the UK, certainly, we're still more at the level of where we need awareness that it even exists, because with autism, people have usually heard of it, and then we're sort of working for acceptance, Um, but I have never come across people who know what DID is, and whenever I meet a new psychiatrist, I always get told that I'm their first DID patient. Um, so I guess that first, people need to know that not everyone is made up of one person, and just have that awareness, and then maybe people could be more understanding.
0: Do you have any recommendations for autistic folks who have DID or may have may think they might have DID, um, whether a professional has told them or not, um, out there to live kind of their best life po- possible.
1: I guess just to try and learn about autism and DID and who's inside you um, so that you can understand yourself and be kind to yourself. Because I think for me, I've learned to try to accept all of my autists fully and to give them space and time so they each have a time and a space where they can express themselves. So I try to divide up my time so that each one can have their needs met as much as we can we try to be kind to each other and support each other but when we were first diagnosed with DID we weren't at all supportive and we would just fight all the time and then we integrated all our alters so we became one person and then sort of lived without my alters for 12 years and then once I got diagnosed with autism then my alters started coming back and then now they're definitely not gonna be integrated. Um, and I'm just like really grateful to have them. And I realized that I need them all. So like when I didn't have them, when they were integrated, I couldn't do art because I no longer had Ariella. So now that I've got them all back, it's like I've got my whole self back or selves back. So I guess it's just, if you wanna have the best life possible, you just have to accept how you are and just try and be nice to yourself.
0: Well said. Well, Autistic Selves, I really appreciate uh, the time today. Thanks so much for talking with me.
1: It was a real pleasure to talk to you. And I really hope that um, it's been useful for other people to hear. And if anybody wants to follow me, then I'm on Twitter and Instagram as Autistic Selves. And I do also have a YouTube account as well.
0: Thank you so much to Autistic Selves for the conversation. To learn more about autistic selves, check out the links in the podcast description for this episode. If you'd like to learn beyond this podcast, how Autism Personal Coach can help you reduce your daily overwhelm and get the things you want in your life, then book a Zoom call with me today. A link to book the call can be found in the description of this episode as well. If you'd like to be notified about each week's episode of Autism Stories, we suggest you subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform. We'd also appreciate if you could give us a positive rating and review as it would help others to learn about Autism Stories. On next week's episode of Autism Stories, we will have a conversation with Robin Stewart about her book, The Autism-Friendly Guide to Periods. Till next time, I'm Doug Bletcher of Autism Personal Coach. Talk to you then.